Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Six thirty-three on Richmond's Morning News, News Radio WRVA. It is Thursday, January the eleventh, and uh, it is all uh, downhill. Thursday means Little Friday, which means tomorrow's Friday, which means we can see the weekend from where we are. Uh, no big weather to talk about today, although there are a couple of school delays. Dinwiddie, Hopewell are two hours delayed. Charles City one hour delayed. Everyone else. Get up and go to school on time, uh, as it should be. Uh, so there you go. Okay, we have got uh, coming up at 7.05 this morning, we're going to bring in Jonathan McNamara from the Red Cross of Virginia to talk about what is a critical blood shortage here in the Richmond area and in Virginia and how you can help with that. So that'll be 7.05. But right now, as we do this time every morning, we want to bring in ABC correspondent Jordana Miller with the latest from the Middle East. Jordana, good morning. Uh, what is the uh, What are the headlines this morning from uh, from where you are? Well, today, really, everyone's eyes are focused on The Hague, where uh, South Africa has begun to make its opening remarks in its case against Israel, accusing the Jewish state of committing genocide against the Palestinians uh, during the Gaza war. Uh, Lawyers uh, there, South African lawyers, picking and choosing and culling and putting together uh, a kind of tapestry of remarks from the prime minister and the defense minister, and even um, some very uh, far-right voices uh, that have said very controversial things about uh, Gaza and the war, um, but who do not have any power in directing this war, um, you know, setting out a case that Israel is, you know, is systematically, um, you know, carrying out a genocide against the Palestinians. Now, obviously, this is a case that Israel staunchly rejects. Uh, these claims, even you know, the Biden administration in the United States uh, stands with Israel in calling this case meritless. Um, but nonetheless, uh, South Africa um, is carrying out this case, uh, and Israel tomorrow will will defend itself, uh, sending one of um, the most in, renowned British uh, Jewish lawyers to The Hague to defend Israel, and essentially. Israel's case is that in word and in deed, the country declared war against Hamas, against the terrorist organization. And it has been clear that it is not conducting any war against the Palestinian people. 
despite the high level of civilian casualties uh, and quote-unquote collateral damage, Israel has no intent in wiping out any part of the Palestinian people. Israel's prime minister putting out a video uh, on his social media network yesterday ahead of the opening of the trial saying, you know, Israel is not interested in occupying the Gaza Strip or displacing Palestinians, that the war is clearly against Hamas. And, you know, you can even see in the in some of the phrases that the South African lawyers pulled up today in their opening remarks, um, it's clear that Israel will say these were geared uh, towards Hamas. Uh, and in the larger context of the paragraph or speech, that was obvious. Uh, it cannot be construed that Israel... Uh, is fighting a war to take out or eliminate the Palestinian people, even though it has to be said there are racist voices in the Israeli government. Uh, Needless to say, those are their private opinions. They're not part of the government's policies, nor are they in the war cabinet, nor do they have the power to uh, direct this war. So, you know, in many parts of Israel, this is seen as kind of a show trial um, and another um, another more evidence of the kind of double standard that Israel gets put uh, into. Um, Nonetheless, this is a court that, you know, it will rule and its ruling means something. And that is why Israel is taking it seriously and putting, you know, its top uh, lawyers and uh, jurists there in The Hague to defend the country. Of course, this is going to take a long time to resolve as all of that continues to go on. The situation still unfolding in Gaza, in Lebanon, in Israel. Uh, what is the latest on the uh, uh, progress that the Secretary of State's making in his meetings over there? Well, the Secretary of State, he was in Bahrain uh, today talking again about you know, his vision for who's going to take over the Gaza Strip who's going to help recon, you know, rebuild Gaza and who's going to help, you know, revitalize the Palestinian Authority so they can play a leading role in post-war Gaza. Uh, the fighting in the south of the Gaza Strip remains intense. Uh, Israeli troops are involved in fierce combat face-to-face. They are still discovering tunnels and weapon caches uh, and all kinds of other evidence of Hamas's uh, war efforts uh, that they spent so many uh, years really building and getting ready for this, you know, huge fight with Israel. Um, but in the north of the Gaza Strip, it's much, it's a different situation now. There's much less fighting in the north, fewer tra- tanks, fewer troops. Um, but the humanitarian situation remains dire in the Gaza Strip. You know, about 200 trucks of aid getting in, but really more aid needs to come in. And that was part of you know, Blinken's conversations, what can be done? Uh, How can Israel and Egypt and and the UN improve its communications to get more aid in and streamline the process to, to approve aid. Uh, And again, we, we likely will see Israel open up its Northern border crossing into the Gaza Strip, the air is crossing that is likely to happen in the coming days. And that will let, you know, almost, uh, you know, God willing, another 100 trucks of aid in a day, which is desperately needed. And it'll get to areas of northern Gaza, which are much harder to reach. Obviously, uh, the aid, what is the uh, what is going to be the secret to getting more aid in there? Is it 
uh, I guess the holdup on Israel's side is concerned that Hamas will get it and intercept it instead of it going where it needs to go? Well, let's be clear. Hamas or other militants or uh, gangs, you know, armed gangs, they are taking control of some of the UN, UN aid trucks. We only need to look on social media to see, you know, video that shows that. Uh, whether or not they're Hamas militants or they belong to Palestinian Islamic Jihad, I mean, all of that becomes a little less important when you think that aid that should be distributed to civilians should not be, you know, there shouldn't be four or five guys that are masked with M16s on top of those trucks. So any way you slice it, it doesn't look good. So some of the local bad actors are playing a problem with aid distribution. Part of it is Egypt's fault. They're not keeping the Rafa border crossing open 24-7. Part of it is Israel's fault, that they have a cumbersome way to inspect trucks. And part of it is that not all the openings are, all the crossings are opened, including the Arab crossing, right? And you know, and part of it is the war effort. It's hard to get, it's hard to distribute aid when there's active war going on, right? So, you know, and it's, and the UN doesn't have enough workers in there. That's also their issue related to the war effort. So there are a lot of issues that are, you know, that, that, that are preventing enough aid from getting into the Gaza Strip. Great stuff as always. We really appreciate your time and your insight. Have a great day. Thanks. Take care. Thanks so much. Yep, that's Jordana Miller from ABC News. Now, um, last night, Iowa was front and center in the political world uh, as uh, former President Trump had a town hall, CNN town hall, uh, excuse me, Fox News town hall, while CNN had a debate with uh, the other two qualifying candidates, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina and the former U.N. ambassador. Now, let's uh, give you a couple of clips from that. And let's begin, since we talked about Israel, let's start with Governor DeSantis uh, uh, talking about Israel. Here's what Governor DeSantis had to say in last night's debate about Israel. We got to support Israel in word and in deed, in public and in private. And they need to be able to finish the job. Now, uh, Nikki Haley also talked about Israel, and uh, Dan, let's turn that around and hear what Nikki Haley had to say about Israel. We have to make sure that Israel has the support that it needs. There should be three things. Give Israel whatever it wants to get the job done. Two, eliminate Hamas once and for all. And three, do whatever it takes to bring the hostages home. Now, they uh, also sparred about abortion. They talked about Ukraine. They talked about immigration. But uh, Governor DeSantis uh, addressed the person who wasn't there, and that was former President Trump. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her, let her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. So we need to deliver and get this stuff done. Obviously, uh, that is... Um some rhetoric uh, against the former president's job performance. Uh, the Neither one of them said that the former president is unfit. Uh, that has been the Chris Christie um, storyline. Of course, Chris Christie suspended 
his campaign yesterday. Now, from the town hall, the five, those clips, by the way, courtesy of CNN, that's the CNN debate. Now, when we go to the town hall uh, on Fox News with former President Trump, the former president talked about Governor DeSantis and connected him to Dr. Fauci. He said, I go by exactly, quote, I go by what Dr. Fauci said. He said that two months in, all the way through, and then eventually changed when it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the dessert of the day. The president had a lot to say on a lot of topics, but he talked about uh, one thing that was very important uh, that he thought, and that was unity. We were so successful that the country was coming together. It was actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see, and we're going to do that again. Of course, uh, he leads in the polls in Iowa and elsewhere uh, by a large margin. The lead has been cut a little bit in the latest New Hampshire polls, but the Iowa caucus is Monday. That's the first voting. Uh, And uh, among the other things in the Fox News town hall the former president talked about what he called political retribution i'm not going to have time for retribution we're going to make this country so successful again i'm not going to have time for retribution and and remember this our ultimate retribution is success and there you go that's what he talked about last night so the iowa caucus is monday and we're going to dig into that a little bit more later this morning. But uh, basically, the battle lines are drawn to see who can finish second, what the margin will be, and what the storylines are coming out of Iowa, going into New Hampshire, as this process begins in earnest with the voting Monday in Iowa. Back in a moment, you're listening to Richmond's Morning News, News Radio WRVA. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.